Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Ordinary People, Extraordinary God, Conversations for the Soul with Janelle LaRue and Friends. So, hello everybody. If I sound a little um, tired, it's because it's early in the morning. (laughs) I have this thing where um, I'm up in the middle of the night transparency just up in the middle of the night for no apparent reason but there's always a reason and oftentimes this is when I record so just a little more groggy than normal but in any case I am here and I am excited because for the last eight days I've been fasting (laughs) I stumbled upon a YouTube video of a woman named Shannon Yvette who invited people to join in an eight-day fast And I'm no stranger to fasting. I've actually done it a few times during the quarantine. And prior to that, I enjoy the experience of deprivation. Um, But not just that part. Definitely has to have a purpose. Um, I just always feel like my closest to God and I have the most clarity when I'm going through those experiences. Um, But this one was different. There was something about the corporate nature of this particular fast at this time in my life. So I invited some of my friends, you know, as the spirit led to join me. And it has been a beautiful experience for us. So we actually broke the fast yesterday. Um, one of the verses we have been meditating on is Isaiah forty-three nineteen. And as always, I read something once and come away with one idea. Then I read it again. And at any other point, um, God gives me something else to chew on. That's just how he is. So here goes Isaiah 43, 19. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So when I initially read it at the beginning of the fast, I said, okay, I believe that. Yeah, I'm with it. He's doing a new thing. I received that, Lord. Then I read it in the middle. I said, okay, I received that, Lord, okay. Then I read it today. (laughs) And of course, here we go. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So I got the new thing part. Like I, I was with that. I feel like I missed the magnitude of the second part of the verse when I read it the first two times. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The desert. The desert is defined as arid land with usually sparse vegetation, especially such land having a very warm climate and receiving less than 25 centimeters, which is 10 inches, a sporadic rainfall annually. And if you don't know what arid means, it means excessively dry. Dry. So I definitely skipped over the wilderness part because making rivers in the desert just hit different. (laughs) So let me tell you what I heard. I will create life where there isn't any in the place where it isn't even supposed to be. A place where life cannot be created on its own because it is devoid of the resources needed to do so. I'm going to put the resource, 
the life water where it's been excessively dry. Now, other versions do not use the term desert. The term used is wasteland, defined as an unused area of land that has become barren or overgrown, a bleak, unattractive, and unused or neglected urban or industrial area. And if you dabble in real estate or if you just live in an urban area, they're deserts. <laughs> um, for multiple things, there are food deserts, there's, you know, just wastelands, there's abandoned buildings, but that's a whole other conversation. But you kind of get what I'm saying. So forgotten places, barren, no life. And in all of that, God says, I'll make a way. Unpacking why this is so important for me, hearing this word with a different ear. Um, there are things I've petitioned God for in this season of my life. There are areas and relationships that I actually lost hope in because they were like a wasteland. Bleak. I basically gave up on it. And honestly, the word that has been coming forth recently to me is you have to go back and return to the things left undone. Especially those things that seem hopeless. So, maybe it's a relationship with a loved one or a friend, a parent or a child. Maybe it's the degree you once wanted to achieve, but the challenge just seemed insurmountable. You never had the funding to get it done, or maybe you didn't have the support. Or maybe it's you. The most heartbreaking thing is when someone feels hopeless about themselves. But it happens, and it's an honest and a real place to be. Maybe you are the desert, the wasteland. Maybe you know people that embody that. Maybe, you know... You've dealt with the relationship or the degree or whatever. You know, I mean, insert what resonates with you. For me, it was relationships with people, specific people. (laughs) And relationships that I had just given up on. I still had them. I just, they are what they are. It is what it is. I'm going to leave it as it is. I'm going to love you the way I can, where I can, how I can, in the place that you're in. At this point, but I, I'm good. I just, I left it. I left it because to me, it really was hopeless. But I had to go back to it. <laughs> I had to go back to it. Um, and this word said, listen, Janelle, I will make a river in that desert. Boo. <laughs> That's how I think God talks to me sometimes. Listen, girl. And when I tell you God showed up so quick. This river is flowing. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Life is bringing is is coming forth and healing is happening. And it's beautiful. I just I given up on it. Um and I'm humbled by the way that he showed up cuz he didn't have to. But he did. He does and he answers. Um but this was just a reminder from God that he can do anything anything. If you're willing to confess it, speak it, set your attention, seek him, have faith, and be obedient to the uncomfortable things he requires of you. Now, it sounds like a lot, because it is. It is not meant to be a cakewalk, but nothing good can come from no work. Nothing. 
you have to do something. You have to rise up. You got to step up. You have to call a thing a thing. And that's okay. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to be something that you say, you know what, you think I'm going to do some generational curse breaking today. (laughs) That stuff is scary. Because it also requires us to be accountable and responsible. It requires us to be leaders. And that's not the most comfortable space for me. I'll tell you in a minute. I haven't, I never saw myself as a leader until I was one. And I still struggled with that then. I get it now, but it's still not the most comfortable place. But I have to do it. I have to be a leader wherever God places me. A servant leader. That's what I like. That's <laughs> that's how I, I feel leadership should be. But um, it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to challenge us. It's supposed to, I mean, when you talk about breaking a generational curse or going back to something that's undone, because you left it, it was in disarray. People do that all the time. They leave stuff. They're like, you know what? This is just too big for me. I'm, I'm not dealing with this. I did it. I'm sure you have to. <laughs> and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It is a natural part of our human. But God requires so much more of us because we're capable of it. We have it in us. He lives in us. When he lives in us, we're absolutely capable of doing any and everything. Because he can do any and everything. So I'm going to hop off of that because I think you get the point. But again, be obedient to the uncomfortable things he requires of you and watch it come together. I've seen it too many times to count. I know people who have seen it too many times to count. If you're questioning, just start looking back at your own life. But I definitely encourage you to meditate on this verse, you know, and think about the places where... It's just been deserted, it's been dry, it's been barren, it's bleak, it's hopeless. Turn around and ask God to help you with dealing with that. Because he absolutely will put life where it's not supposed to be. And it will be abundant life and it's a beautiful thing. So, with that, I hope you have a wonderful day, week, weekend, whatever it is you are about to embark upon. And I love you. I thank God for you. Bless you. And talk to you soon.